If you're looking to improve your golf game, then stop right now and hit up my buddy Jason Gandy at Willow Creek Golf Club. He's played in all the big tournaments, he's caddied on the PGA Tour, and now he's using his skill set to help you get better at golf. You can find him at Gandy Golf. That's at G-A-N-D-Y Golf on Instagram or Twitter. And if you're not located in the East Tennessee area, that's no problem because he's got all the technology necessary to help you wherever you might be. Once again, that's Jason Gandy at Gandy Golf. Your golf game will never be the same. I used to play in my younger wilder days The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind But after some discussion with my close Welcome into another episode of the I Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast My name is Andrew Putters and I'm with my partner as always, Joe Nicely Senior Golf Editor at Rotoballer.com And we, this is Post Master Week 2020 we got a great show coming up for you. Joe Nicely, senior golf editor at rotoballer.com. Um, big weekend for the rotoballer game. Bunch of our uh, subscribers making money. That's what we're here for. Throw, drop a little knowledge, uh, pick some winners. So, uh, Joe, what does rotoballer got coming up? Uh, I know we're still talking about what we're going to do for next year, but we got anything coming up in, down the pipe for uh, the rest of this year? Yeah, man, we've, uh, we're have we so glad you guys have joined us all this season. Uh, like you said, we had a ton of guys in the uh, Roto Baller Premium Slack chat um, that, that won tons of money last week on the Masters. Um, had some great picks, tons of DJ, tons of Cameron Smith. Um, so we really appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, we're taking you through the end of the season, end of the year, uh, a couple more tournaments, um, and then we're going to kick off our new premium package in January. Uh, gonna have some some new things there for you, which we'll let you know more about as we get closer. Um, but hope you'll check out rotoballer.com. Absolutely, rotoballer.com. Uh, don't forget to use that promo code NICE whenever you sign up. So Masters 2020, um, <laughs> we didn't know what to expect with the golf course. It was a lot more player friendly with the rain. They got a little revenge on Sunday with the wind, but um, First and foremost, shout out to that. We're going to pat ourselves on the back right here. Cam Smith, uh, DJ at top, up top. I mean, I felt like we were all over this tournament. Two glaring mistakes that we pushed hard. Uh, we talked about right before we went on. Tony Finau and um, and um, Francisco Molinari. Um, and also, it, it was a hard week for fantasy, uh, even though we had a lot right because uh, of the uh, – you know, 11 players tied it at, at, at 50th place. So only, you know, what, 32 missed the cut, if that, you know, really only probably 10 that contend every year. So what was your, uh, what's your reaction from Master Sunday, Joe? And it was awesome. Um, uh, as we talked about on here last week, and as you know, I'm, I'm a longtime DJ fan. Um, just, just always really liked Dustin Johnson. Um, I've long contended that he's the best player in the world when he when he's playing his best. No, no one can beat him uh, when he when he's got his A game. And we finally got to see it for four rounds in a major. Man, we've seen glimpses of it. Um, been a lot of heartbreak through the years um, being a DJ fan. Um, so yeah, man, just a really special one for me. Uh, definitely not the the best tournament we we've seen. 
Um, but just as far as kind of holding a special place, it's it's right up there with Tiger last year uh, for me, just being a lifelong DJ fan, man. And just so happy to see him get that second major, um, kind of solidify his his place, uh, kind of in the, the upper echelon of, of golf history, really. Um, when you start breaking down his record, uh, I mean, you can stack it up with some of the greats. And, and he's certainly making the case that he's the uh, kind of the best player post-Tiger um, in, in that generation. Um, I would certainly c contend he's right in there uh, with Rory McIlroy. Um, but, yeah, man, just 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 a great master. So happy to see DJ uh, take it down. I'm really excited to see Cam Smith up there, a guy that, that we've been on the last couple of months on this show, a guy we talked about last mm -hmm. week as being one of our favorite plays um, in the 7K range. Um, so we, we definitely nailed those two. Um, a little disappointed on, on a couple that we missed. You, met, you mentioned it there. Uh, Tony Finau was a big miss for me personally. Um, I was almost uh, all in with my DJ and Cam exposure, and, and they finished 1-2. But um, I also had uh, Tony Finau in there with them. So um, still a profitable week, um, just not a, not a crazy week like, like it kind of should have been. Uh, with as much DJ and Cam exposure as I had, but but Tony uh, really hurt me in a lot of lineups, and that, and that's the worst outing he's had that that I can remember lately. Um, but yeah, man, overall really good tournament. Always great to see the Masters. Um, always fun to play and play in all the DFS tournaments that are available. So uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, can't wait to dig into this week, man. We still got a couple more weeks to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Hats off to the Masters app, by the way, adding in that uh, the My Group setting. I mean, they just every, every, every year it seems like they do something just blows the rest of the PGA Tour away. Uh, the technology that they had to yeah. use to put that on there uh, was amazing because you got to see every player hit every shot, which is so cool. And they also added in the four, five, and six cam, uh, which was a just, you know, you get to see a little bit more of those. Those are probably the stretch of the three hardest holes, I would contend, in a row. Um, maybe 10, 11, 12, but I would say four, five, and six are the three hardest uh, combination holes. Um, yeah, like you said, not that great of a tournament to watch from a fan's perspective. Um, I mean, it was, really, it was really the DJ show, honestly. Tons of fairways, tons of greens. Really made it look easy on Sunday. Um, I don't, I will definitely, if you think about his career, it's still hard to believe he only has two majors, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, he had that deal with Jordan Spieth out in California. He had the deal with Darren Clark where he had it won. He had the deal where he, he grounded his club in a natural area and they called it a bunker. Uh, so those are three right there that could have, what could have been. And, but you think about his career against the talent he faced. Don't get me wrong, Tiger faced. He had Ernie, VJ, Phil, right? But he didn't really have them all on their peak game at the same time. Um, DJ is basically, you know, shoot off all, all the world's best at any given moment, you know. Uh, I think, you know, there's probably where there were those three, you know, were four or five deep. I think now you're looking at 10 deep at times uh, with talent. Uh, I'm talking next level talent, you know, Rory, John, Rom. Uh, even Bryson uh, and, you know, um, it was Jason Day back, you know, a few years back, George Spieth a few years back. Um, and he's, 
It's amazing to watch him play golf. He just hits the ball so far, so straight. He really doesn't have a glaring weakness in his game. If he did, it was, you know, it's his, his wedge game. Uh, but, man, he's – to me, we said it last week. When we say it feels like a DJ week, that means he's played about three weeks in a row and he's gotten a little bit more competitive every week. I mean, so that's what, that's what we were basing it on. We've said it all year. feels like a DJ week a couple of times. Uh, so hats off to DJ, 20 under. I liked it. Uh, didn't didn't win any money, big money, but I, I mean, I still we still love DJ. So, anything else uh, about the Masters you want to speak on? I mean, no, man. You kind of touched on it. Um, the final takeaway for me was just uh, you know how impressive DJ is when he's playing his best, and, and like you said, um, with all due respect to Tiger. Um, Tiger could go out and win majors with his B game and C game um, kind of because of, of the competition he was playing against. And that's just not the case anymore. Um, as you mentioned, it, it's so deep now. Um, I think the depth, the talent on the PGA Tour is greater than it's ever been in history right now. Um, that, that might sound like a big statement, but I, I truly do believe it's true uh, with the amount of quality players that are out there. And it's to the point where you basically do need your A game in order to win a major. Um, and DJ's A game uh, is arguably better than anybody else's. That that round Saturday, man, I, I've seen lower rounds and I've seen, uh, you know, flashier rounds from players, uh, more explosive rounds. Um, but that round Saturday, um, that 65, that might be the best round of golf I've ever seen in a major championship um, that I've actually got to just sit and watch. Um, the dude didn't miss a fairway. Uh, he, he missed two greens, I think, by probably a combined three feet. And it was just a total domination of a very, very tough, you know, even though it was wet, uh, a very, very tough and long Augusta National Golf Course. And he, he made it look like he was playing at the local Muni. Um, just just unbelievably, unbelievably impressive round Saturday. And uh, so glad that he got it done on Sunday, man. Yeah, um, it really never was close on Sunday, was it? I mean, no. Once he got through that little bump, um, <clears throat> there was a little little scare there early uh, when he kind of duffed that duffed that chip into the bunker. Um, I think it was on three, maybe. Um, that was on two, and he got up and down and made par, and then he made a couple of bogeys. Um, so there was a little bit of scare there early, but then he bounced back with a with a birdie on six, I believe. And once he made that birdie on six, he hit one in there really tight, made the putt, and um, he was never really in danger from there. I didn't feel like. Um, you feel like maybe it would have would have felt a little bit different uh, with all due respect to Cam Smith, who we really like. Uh, but you got to feel like it would have been a little different if that would have been a Brooks there or JT or Rory there rather than Sung Jay and, and Cam Smith. Um, but he, he never really felt felt threatened. Uh, past six, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, really, I mean, Sanjay was playing with him, but Cam, Cam to me was the one that could threat just because he gets so hot with the putter at times. Um, yeah, he, he just, he really had a, it was really unbelievable that he, that he shot what he shot on Sunday because the guy was everywhere. He was in the trees, missing green, screaming like crazy. I mean, he had a couple recovery shots that were just unreal. 
Um, so hats off to him for hanging in there without, you know, his best ball striking day. Um, but he was just not dialed in enough to really make a, make a run at DJ. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it could have been the what if, you know, you play the what if game. Uh, no, I got a couple more takeaways from the Masters before we move on. Uh, we, we can go ahead and put Sebastian Munoz is the real deal, we believe. Uh, he's, he's here to stay, it looks like. He, he's a grinder. He hits the ball straight, far, strong. He's a big man. He's athletic. I mean, I think he's here to stay. Uh, this might not just this – this past 12 months, I don't think is an anomaly. I think he's here to stay. What's your thoughts on, uh, on Sebastian? Yeah, really solid player, man. Um, we touched on him last week, and we've actually touched on him a couple times over the last month. Um, that he's just continually mm-hmm. been underpriced. We felt, um, you know, for the for the production that he's been putting up, and uh, we locked him last week, a great value um, yet again, and uh, he he performed well, man. He's he's solid in all aspects of the game, uh, tee to green, uh, around the green, makes putts, uh, just a really solid player. Um, that, that can get hot um, and has tournament winning upside at times um, and, and has been nothing but consistent over the past uh, two, three months. So, yeah, man, really like Munoz. I think he's a really solid player. Yeah, my last takeaway from it is that um, Rory McIlroy is the king of the backdoor top ten. Um, you know, yeah. he, you look at all these top tens he has in majors, and a lot of them he's – 12 shots out the lead and shoots 66 on Sunday and finishes eighth, seventh, fifth, third. Um, seems like he does that actually in a lot of tournaments, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I posted on Twitter last night that uh, <clears throat> I was re- replying to somebody and it seems like Rory, especially in majors, um, specifically I'm thinking about uh, obviously this week and then uh, last year at the Open, uh, where kind of his home golf course where he had so much pressure on him. But especially majors lately, he's coming out and playing absolutely terrible on day one. And then it's almost like the pressure's off. And he's kind of, as you mentioned, he's he's about coming out and shooting 65, shooting 75, 65, and then uh, we'll have a strong weekend and backdoor top 10 when he's never really in the event. Um, and I don't know if that's a psychological thing. Um, that's going on with him where he's putting himself under so much pressure coming into these things. And then once he shoots a bad score, it's kind of like the pressure's off and just go play golf. But definitely noticing a pattern there uh, with Rory and majors here lately. Yeah. um, I think purely, and, and, you know, we had the, the, the topic on, I think uh, Spencer put out on Twitter last night was who's the best four or whatever and uh, I, I had to break it down because I was, that question was too complicated. But truly, no matter how the golf, now how, no matter how hard or how easy the golf course is, there, I, to me, there's like two people that can literally just show up and shoot 66. That's probably Bubba Watson and, and Rory McIlroy from a strictly a talent level. Um, and I feel like, and I know Bubba's maybe past his prime a little bit, maybe a little older than these guys playing now, but. I'm, I'm not being above apologize when saying this, but no matter how hard the golf course is, if that dude was on 65, um, just because the way he hit it, you know, if he could keep his head in it for 18 holes, that kind of thing. Same thing with Rory. I mean, Rory gets that driver going. He's hitting it 370 right down the middle. You know, he's driving greens. And I, I know Bryson's a new guy that hits it 400 yards. I know all that. But 
it was a different whenever Rory got on. Um, yeah, <clears throat> they're definitely – it definitely felt like there was something special about Rory um, and still does, honestly, when he's on. Um, it's it's almost like there's a – he reaches another level um, when he when he's on. And, and I think you can toss DJ in that category. I would, I would put those two kind of in an echelon above everyone else um, as far as when they're playing their best, they're, they almost feel unbeatable. You can argue between the two which you'd rather have. I'd personally rather rather take DJ uh, at his best than Rory, but Rory's certainly kind of reminiscent of Tiger uh, in a way that when he's playing his best, it's a it's really amazing to watch. Um, and to touch on Bubba, what you said, I, I think Bubba is kind of a dying breed, man. Really, um, he, he's more of an artist out there. A lot of these guys now are tacticians, and it's about what they do on track, man. Um, you know, and ball speed and, and the, that sort of thing, where Bubba is more of an artist out there. <clears throat> uh, he's one of the last guys that, that moves the ball both ways, um, you know, that curves it, um, that kind of plays a game with his hands, uh, really a big field player. Um, so I think there's certainly something to be said for Bubba and how he plays the game. It's not something that we see much anymore, probably likely not something that we're going to see much of in the future, honestly. Um, as, as technology becomes, uh, you know, more a part of the game and how these guys practice and learn and improve, uh, we're going to see fewer players like Bubba. So certainly worth mentioning him uh, and kind of his talent, natural talent, his game. Yes, I agree. Yeah, the I didn't think about that. You know, um, I heard um, Duffner talk about in an interview, talking about he's a field player. He might not look like he's a field player, but he's a field player. And he's been forced to go to the track man to reinforce what he what he's feeling. <clears throat> um, that's what you're talking about, numbers and things like that. But anyway, we've hit on everything we're going to hit on about Augusta. Let's move on to this week. Uh, we got the RSM Classic. This is an event that came around about two, in 2010. Had a different name. Let's see what it is. Different name. It was the McGladry Classic. Uh, this is uh, down at Sea Island Golf Club in Sea Island, Georgia. Uh, played on two different golf courses. They'll play uh, one round each course on Thursday and Friday. Then they'll switch to the uh, seaside course. Is that right, Joe? Seaside course. Um, they're going to play. Yeah, they're going to play one uh, one round each on seaside and plantation on Thursday and Friday. Then the weekend at uh, seaside. Yeah, it's one round on or yes. So there you go. They'll play Thursday and Friday on both courses. Uh, strictly on the. Uh, da, 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 da the seaside course uh this golf course was so let me tell you something folks sea island is a, a golf um i don't even know what to call it um it's a sanctuary a golf sanctuary really it's it's a place that was kind of built uh, uh with old money back in the 20s 1928 uh, a lot of uh, very wealthy businessmen built it up to privatize where they come play golf and spend time with their friends and hang out and it's just the old court, old courses down there, old a lot of old buildings, and it's a beautiful place. Uh, this golf course is actually designed by Harry Colt and Charles Allison, uh, renovated in 1999 by Tom Fazio, and this golf term is ran by no other than the King of Seaside or the King of um, King of Georgia, really, uh, the King of Sea Island Resort, Davis Love Golf Foundation. So. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Bermuda everything. Uh, 
Bermuda greens, Bermuda fairways, Bermuda rough. <laughs> that means it's going to be thick. Uh, being played this late in the year, it's going to be a little thinner than normal, I think. Uh, might be a little wetter than normal, so it might play a little longer. Other than that, uh, the field this week, Joe, uh, we touched on it right before we went on. Very strong, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky strong field, and we, we kind of based, it, based that on that the, um, the foreigners are already here playing in the Masters. It's about a three-hour drive to Sea Island from Augusta. So they said, hey, let's just stay and play. And so that means you might be able to get some Georgia guys, some South, uh, Southeast United States guys that probably have a lot of familiarity with this golf course, with this area. Feels like home to them for a big discount this week. Because we look, if you look right here, maybe in the top, I don't know, 15 golfers on DraftKings, maybe 12 of them are foreigners. So, uh, you know, start right at the top. Webb Simpson, 11-2. He's not from Sea Island, Georgia, but he's got ties. You know, I'm sure he played, his family played a lot of golf there as a junior. I'm sure he's played a lot of golf here. So, let's just start uh, 10,000 above. Uh, there is a Georgia guy in there, Joe's uh, one of Joe's horses. Uh, That's right, so, man. So, we'll start 10, 10 and above. Webb Simpson, Sun J.M., Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Russell Henley. Who are we, who we looking at, Joe? Um, you have to look right at the top at Webb. Um, just a <clears throat> kind of a, a, an unbelievable combination of, uh, of consistency, uh, current form, and, and course history there. <clears throat> Lost in a playoff last uh, in this event last year to uh, Tyler Duncan. So he got the second place. Uh, finished third the year before that. Coming off T10 at the Masters. Um, two wins this year, um, just, just unbelievably consistent, only missed two cuts. Um, so we have to spend up for Webb, but it's one of those weeks where we certainly feel like it's worth it. Um, Sungjae there just below him, um, probably going to catch some, uh, some master steam after his performance last week. Um, we, we don't normally see him up this high. Um, you got Tommy Fleetwood there, he turned in a surprisingly good performance. We weren't on him last week, um, but looked really solid. Terrell Hatton. Uh, who we were off and and did miss the cut, um, but this is a great bounce back spot for him. This this golf course sets up much better for him. Um, kind of plays to his strengths: uh, ball striking, accuracy. Kind of kind of grinded out, uh, makes some putts. So I think Hatton's got a great chance to bounce back. Yeah, and then my guy Russell Henley, man, the dude has just been unbelievable from tee to green. Uh, lead, leads this field in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds, uh, right up there in tee to green as well. Um, been been posting solid results left and right. Um, I think you go back to him, uh, even though he's up here at 10-1, it's a little scary. He's a Georgia guy, like you mentioned, very familiar with this golf course, has uh, missed a cut his last couple outings, but he was in nowhere near the form he's in now. Um, couple top 10s here since 2016, back in uh, 16 and 17, had top 10s. Um, Familiar with the SEC championships that are held here. I believe he won the SEC championship on this golf course like 2010, 20, 2009, back in that area. Um, so my, my picks up at the top, Webb, you have to love, um, even though you're forced to pay up. Uh, I like Terrell Hatton to bounce back and I like Russell Henry. Um, what are you thinking up there, man? I know you're not always super excited to pay up, but uh, what are you thinking about this week? I mean, I think you got to be on. Um, you got to be on uh, Webb Simpson. I think uh, that's just 
my thoughts yeah. on it. Um, yeah, he just, just, just feels like a no-brainer this week. I mean, he always feels like a no-brainer, but especially here. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the most expensive player, okay. But, I mean, I think if you look at consistency, he there's nobody in the field matched to him. Uh, consistency, I mean, he's definitely – I, I would put him top five in the world easy. And I'm not saying top five talent. I'm talking about top five results. Okay. Um, and I, you know, golly, he's only 35 years old, Joe. Feels like yeah. he's 45. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Feels like he's been around forever. He, he yeah. won that U.S. Open years and years ago. I mean, he had yeah. to be super young. I don't remember yeah. the year he won it, but yeah, you're right. It feels like he's older than that. You know, um, I was just looking at some. Um, you know, uh, last uh, I did 20, I think I did 16 rounds uh, or 24 rounds uh, on Seaside only. And, you know, the ties to this area and who they are is just ridiculous. You know, we'll come back to that when we start talking going down the list, but I was just checking that out. But anyway, Russell Henley, Harris English. Uh, I know, I know English is below the 10K, uh, but uh, you got to be looking at Georgia boys. I'm sorry. Uh, any, you know, Georgia boys are in, to me are going to get a bump this week uh, in play, or it may, you know, and I know some of them are pretty high. I think you got to be looking at Webb Simpson, you got to be looking um, Russell Henley, you got to be looking at Harris English, and maybe really here at the top, the only person I'm actually going to throw in here, I don't hate Sebastian Munoz either at ten at nine. The only other person I'm going to throw in here is Terrell Hatton. This golf, this tournament was set up perfect for him. You're going to see golf played here very similar to like what we said uh in the past possibly hilton head this is a hilton head style uh, yeah. some grasses so we can use that tournament too to fill in some questions if we have questions about it um any thoughts yeah. on that yeah, I, I agree head? man yeah that's a great harbor town's a great comp um I, I think to both courses um the plantation course the one they're only going to play the one round on um Lots of I've seen lots of guys comment that, it, that it's got a real Carolina feel to it, and the uh, seaside course is real similar. Um, I, I think definitely a, a Hilton Head type of vibe, so that's a great call, Andrew. <clears throat> yeah, man, I think you've got to give a look to these guys with ties. I mean, we we've seen seen them do very well here. Um, we've seen guys like Kevin Kisner win here, Charles Howe the third win here. Um, guys, you know, with ties to this area and ties to this got this golf complex. Um, so, I mean, Russell Henley, Harris English, both former Georgia Bulldogs. Um, like I said, the SEC championships are held annually at this course. Um, so, I, I feel like you definitely have to look at those guys. And then we've got an influx of, like you said, these foreign players who are here for the Masters that just decided to go ahead and tee it up this week. Um, really strong, really strengthen the field up compared to what we're used to seeing. I mean, you got guys like Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jason Day, um, this course kind of screams Louis Oosthuizen. Um, we know he's been in good form and, and looks solid, kind of up and down a little bit over the weekend at Augusta, but, but still an overall solid outing. Um, so I, I'm certainly interested in Louis there. Sebastian Munoz, you mentioned. Uh, we talked about the top. He's He's been very, very solid. Uh, does have a big price bump this week to 9K. Um, but he did post a third-place finish in this event last year. So I think you can definitely look at Munoz. Uh, Fratelli's coming off a strong performance at the Masters. Uh, we've seen him play well in bunches, a really streaky player, kind of tough to depend on. Um, Kisner, we mentioned, is a former winner. 
um, really close ties and, and to this area and to this golf course. He's won here before, multiple top tens. Brian Harmon lives on Sea Island, um, has made 11 straight cuts. Uh, really solid performer here and, and as of late. So I think you can definitely look at Brian Harmon. And then you got, you know, Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, guys that we know grind, um, guys that we know fit this golf course that are good putters. Um, I would almost be a little more um, willing to, to put faith in Poulter than Rose just because we've seen him be so inconsistent. Saw him play well at Augusta. Um, last week, but we know that he's followed up some of these good performances with really horrible performances. Um, so he's tough to trust. Charles Howell III's a former winner here. Mackenzie Hughes, a former winner here. Um, so, I mean, there's lots lots to look at. Doc Redman, we, we love Doc. I've been on him a lot uh, since the restart. Um, feels like a good price there at eight. And I think I, I think I glanced over Corey Connors, who's also been playing extremely good golf. had a had a tremendous showing last week at Augusta, and has played well here before. Um, so I think you can look at Connors at the top of the eights. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I hit a lot of guys, but it's just such a kind of a rich range right there of, of players that we know, guys that have performed well here. Um, who's sticking out to you there, Andrew? Uh, I mean. I, I seem to overlook Corey Connors a lot. I don't know why, but I seem to. Uh, I don't know if I just don't have faith in his game. Um, you know, somebody that plays well, uh, somebody that plays well at Hilton Head a lot and has been playing well as of late. Uh, yeah, T10 and, last week at the Masters had a top 25 in Houston and had a top 10 at the Zozo. So yeah. he's in great form as of late. Yeah, I, I seem to overlook him. Uh, somebody that, like I said, that somebody that I've been, uh, that I also overlook a lot. That's played well as of late. Plays well at Hilton Head. Has a, is a former winner in the last few weeks. Jason Kokrak. Uh, he's I know he's high, eighty seven hundred. I, I think that this week you can go down through your list. And it's not that you're really picking guys. Just eliminate people that don't stick out, and go from there. So instead of you know I want to hit these twenty guys this week, let's just go down through the whole list and start scratching people off. I, no, they don't. They don't stick out to me. No, they don't stick out to me. No, they don't stick out to me. You know, and somebody to, like to me, like we'll just start here at the top. Um, Tommy Fleetwood really don't stick out to me in this field. Um, Sun J M honestly doesn't stick out to me in this field. I can get on board with him. I can get on board with Fitzpatrick. I can get on board with English. I can't get on board with Jason Day. I can get on board with Usays, and I cannot get on board with Shane Lowry. You need to go down through there and start eliminating people and start from there. That's what I would do. That would be my strategy this week because there's going to be – this. you can make a case for a lot of local players. Uh, I just did a 24-round history, like I said just a minute ago. Webb Simpson, number one. Kisner, number two. Number four, Brian freaking Gay. Guy won two weeks ago out of nowhere. He went to University of Florida. He knows the Sea Island area good. And I know for a fact – that he circles tournaments every year as these are his majors because his game does not suit every course on tour. So he has about eight to ten tournaments that he circles every year, and this is one of them. Brian Gay, remember that name. <clears throat> number, number seven, Chris Kirk, Knoxville, Tennessee, played at the University of Georgia. Number ten on that list, Charles Howell III. These are all local guys, and they have great history at this tournament, like you just said. So uh, that – that's my two cents. Uh, eliminate people. Uh, yeah, really good points, man. Uh, I mean, I think even with this influx of, of kind of new new blood into this event, uh, I think you still can 
seriously considered guys with local ties, guys from the area. Um, so, yeah, man, great call. And, and when it feels this deep, um, like you said, a kind of a good starting point, sometimes it can feel overwhelming because there's a lot of good plays, a lot of good options. Um, but like you said, you can you can sometimes, sometimes kind of start in reverse, um, right? cross out the guys that you know you're not going to play. Um, whittle, whittle it down, whittle it down, keep narrowing it down, keep sharpening. Uh, your player pool uh, and just eliminate guys that, that you know you're not going to play and, and see what you got left to work with. Um, so, yeah, man, I think it's it's a really good point, really good tip, Andrew, uh, as far as how to kind of handle a, a slate like this where we see tons of guys that we want to play. And uh, there's more of them in the sevens, man. As oh, yeah. start, starting at dock at eight and going down, um, I mean, you start seeing, seeing tons of options, guys that, that play – play well on these shorter courses. Um, this is only a 7,000-yard golf course. You mentioned Brian Gay. Um, a lot of these guys, they do circle these events on their calendars because they can compete here. Um, a guy like C.T. Pan, uh, a former winner at Harbortown, who played really well last week uh, at the Masters, um, is a guy that certainly jumps out. A lot of people like Brendan Todd. This is the type of course where he can play well. Um, Lee Westwood feels maybe a, a tad bit underpriced considering where, where we see Ian Poulter and Justin Rose. Um, Westwood can certainly play well here. Um, guy like Sam Burns, um, really talented. We don't think of this as a bomber's track at all, um, but, but the, guy, the guy deserves consideration at this price tag in this field at 7,700. And I'll also toss in another one of our guys that we've been, been riding heavily, and that's Denny McCarthy. Um, I think we're going to have to make a lot of putts this week, Andrew. Um, 19, 20, 21 under around in there is where we've been seeing these guys come in uh, and win this event. And you don't get there if you're not making putts. And Denny's one of the best putters in the business, especially good on Bermuda. Um, his ball striking has been better. We've seen solid results lately. Played well in this tournament before. Um, so Denny sticks out to me there in the mid-sevens as one of my favorites. Um, and then you look at a guy that's kind of a, a former RSN champion at this golf course, and he's been horrible for the better part of a year, but he's really started trending in the right direction, lost in a playoff at the Shriners, and that's Austin Cook um, at 7,500. I, I think maybe that's a guy we're, we're catching in good form. Um, this course fits him well. Like I said, former winner here. Um, so he, he's someone that maybe – we can catch it at a little bit reduced ownership um, because he doesn't quite have the name recognition of some of these guys in this area. Um, so I'll, I'll be, be grabbing some Austin Cook exposure. You got any thoughts there, Andrew, on uh, Austin Cook up to Doc? Who you like? I think that the meet, like you just said, starting at 8,000, I think 8,000 and below is in this week more than ever is where the meat and potatoes of your, your, your squad is going to come from. Uh, you know, so and part of that strategy I was talking about eliminate people. This was me picking a lineup uh, with this field. I would probably like throw somebody like a web or a hat and out on my lineup and just go straight to the bottom and work my way up. Uh, yeah, I think you can certainly do that this week. I mean, as we're going to keep working our way down the sevens, we're going to run into some really viable options. Um, so, I mean, I think you can – you can play a Hatton and a Webb together or a Webb and a Henley or a, or a Hatton and a Henley. I, I think it's doable this week. Um, as we start going down, I mean, it's just more names you know and, and guys that are good fits here. Um, Matt Kutcher's not played well at all, um, but, but lives lives at Sea Island, has ties to the Georgia area, we know. Um, 
HB3 has had a couple of disappointing performances. You got to feel like he's going to bounce back sooner or later. And then uh, your guy, Stuart Sink. Um, we know this is just his type of track at 73. Um, a guy like Russell Knox that's flashed a little bit of form. And then we got younger guys, guys we've been on, you know, up in the 8K range, Cameron Davis. Um, and, and, and a guy that we like to talk about because he's from the East Tennessee area. Um, the recent form is amazing. The course history is horrible. Um, I'm very interested in Peter Malnati, though, at 7,100, um, despite the horrible course history. Can't figure out why he's not performed well here. Trying to figure that out. Um, but his recent form really makes me want to grab some exposure here at 71. You got any thoughts on Malnati? I mean, I, I mean, you, you, you know, take the the majors out of play over the last six weeks. Uh, he's played, I mean, what is he, maybe eighth or something like that on the, uh, in the points this year or something like that. Maybe 12th now after he didn't play in the masters. I mean, you could make the argument he's, he's played better than anybody in the last six weeks. I mean, what three, we have three top tens or three top fives maybe i don't even know me i can pull him up uh, yeah he's had he's had multiple strong finishes second um, tied him... for fifth tied for 21st yeah yeah shot, shot we can he shot 74 70 70 yeah so he, he played a little he didn't finish strong coming in at bermuda but tie, uh, second tied for fifth tied for 21st we could say possibly could be maybe uh, moving the wrong direction with that uh, trend. Yeah, we got to you got we got to remember too that Bermuda tournament. There's a ton of ton of wind down there. Yeah, it's true. Um, so you know, we'll we'll take that for what it's worth. But he's he's looked really sharp, man, with his irons. Um, at both Sanderson and the Shriners gained over four strokes on approach. He's gained strokes to green his last three starts. Like you mentioned, a runner up, a T five, and then a, a top twenty five in Bermuda in that that tough weather. Um, He's an amazing Bermuda putter. Um, everything points to him playing well here, um, but the course history is really ugly. Um, so maybe you go against the grain and you can grab Malnati at, at reasonable ownership. Maybe people see the course history and kind of run the other way, um, especially with some of the other available options. Um, and, I, and I'm normally a course history guy, but, but man, I just love the form and what seems like should be a good fit here. So, I, you know, I'm willing to – Wilson grabs some mall naughty. Um, you got some other guys down here. Um, one that really sticks out to me is Matthew Neesmith, um, a guy who, who played in the SEC championships on this golf course. Um, is based in South Carolina, so he's very familiar with this this area. Um, always plays well at Harbortown. Um, so I think we can give a serious look to Matthew Neesmith down here. Um, Will Gordon, who we know is gross. Um, had a good finish here last year. Um, he's finally been coming back around a little bit, so I think you can look at Will Gordon. And a guy that just feels hugely underpriced to me in this field is James Hahn at 6,900. Um, his last start in Houston wasn't great by any means. He disappointed. He was priced at 8K, I believe, in that that field. Um, and we can grab him at 69 this week, man. And I'm I'm there for it with Han at 69. He, he feels like a steal in this field. Um, you got any thoughts on him? Yeah, so I used to be on James Han all the time just because he never missed a cut. And then, you know, his in, recent injuries over the last couple of years, he just kind of let me down. So emotionally, I'm going to have a hard time being on him for a while. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I was on him for years. So I do like his game. I mean, he hits the ball so he, 
he's a grinder, man. He hits the ball good and he's a grinder. So you gotta love that. Um lot lot a lot of like a lot to like in the six thousands, to be honest with you. I mean, the man you hate to love, Lucas Glover, is not really a bad play down here, honestly, at sixteen hundred. Where are you gonna get him that cheap? Uh Rory Sabatini plays well at Hilton Head for some reason, sixty seven hundred. Uh we already mentioned Chris Kirk. Uh course or the course history is unbelievable here. Um, um David David Hearn's the name I'll toss out there at sixty six hundred. Um has got amazing course history. I I'm not sure what the connection is. Um his recent game logs really up and down, but he's he's had a top ten as of late. Um ha, has been flashing some form and his course history is amazing. So he's he's kind of a cheap under the radar guy at sixty six hundred uh is Hearn that you might want to look at. You got a guy like man. It, this this course just kind of screams grinders, um, vets like like Andrew type of guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of makes me think Ryan Armour, um, yeah. Robbie Robbie Shelton's a, a familiar with the SEC. Played down there. Very familiar with this golf course. He's an explosive type of player. Um, uh, another vet's a guy like Brian Stewart. Um, these are guys that we can get in the mid to low 6k range um and, and like i said it's very possible uh, you know if you're in love with the top of the board to uh double up on those guys up there and then go go fishing down here in this kind of low 7k high 9k range which i, I think is a very viable uh strategy to take especially with what's available you know in the low sevens down into the sixes um Anybody else that you really, really like uh, as you move on down the sixes? I'll, I'll shout out one more guy. Um, I'm going to mess his name up. Michael Glitchick at 6,400. Um, has been playing some really solid golf. Um, so I think he's definitely worth a look down here. Um, is there anybody else you're looking at, Andrew, down kind of as we move on down to the, to the punt range? No, I mean, there's names that you'd want to like, but I, I can't see myself uh, uh, throwing anything down on, on anybody down here. I mean, Ryan Armour was very interesting. He's only made like 10 cuts at the last 30 events, but four of them have been – he's finished in the top 10. So, it's like the dude makes the cut, he's basically going to finish in the top 10. <laughs> so, you might want to have a small amount of exposure to him. Uh, you got – you gotta think Mitchell's probably played here some down there in that range, even though he's he's a wild lot wild with his putter at times. Um, recent form's not good on uh, on Richie Wawinski, but I mean his game sets up great for this golf course. So um, I don't, you know, I, I love me some Chris Kirk. You know that because I think he's got some serious game, uh, but his form has been off considerably since uh, since he's got back up here with the big boys. You know. So, I don't really, I can't really call out anybody down here. I mean, Hubbard, what about Mark Hubbard? You love him. Yeah, man. Um, the form kind of fell off there. Uh, he was a guy we were, we were riding there a little bit after, uh, kind of right after the restart. Um, but the forms just kind of fell off. Uh, the consistency's not been there with Hubbard. Um, they're definitely worth stabs to take down there. Um, so, I mean, you can look at Hubbard, but the form hadn't been there like it was when we were kind of riding him there for, three, four events. Um, I will throw out another name um, since we're kind of getting down in the dark throw territory. Davis Thompson, um, the number one ranked amateur in the world, uh, goes to the University of Georgia. Um, had a top 25 in this event last year playing as an amateur. Um, 
So I think he's a guy that you can look at at 6,300. Um, he's a player that, that we'll probably be seeing on the PGA Tour pretty soon. <clears throat> Always a little iffy when you're, when you're betting on these college kids. Um, but I do feel like this is a kind of a special situation with, with him playing at the University of Georgia currently and being so familiar with this golf course. Um, a really impressive outing there last year and has dabbled his toes a little bit, played in the U.S. Open, <clears throat> had some stuff like that. So I think you can definitely give him a look in GPPs um, just to toss it out there. Okay, Joe. So we did this last week. It worked real well. <laughs> we nailed it last week, man. So instead of listening, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, my guy's a dart throw this week. And, but uh, what are you feeling? What are you feeling this week, Joe? What's the heart say? As you said, what's your heart say? What does your heart say? We're going with we're we're going to start closing out the show with heart plays, man. Oh yeah, um, we need to hashtag that. What's what's your heart say? Hashtag heart play. Hashtag Russell Henley, baby. Russell Henley, my man has been trending in the right direction. Uh, he's he's been hitting his irons like like a like a beast. Um, he's a Georgia guy. Um, so I, my heart's telling me Russell Henley, man. I think Webb Simpson's going to play really well. Uh, he's certainly the odds-on favorite, but uh, my heart's telling me Russ, man. So that's 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 my guy this week. I'm gonna throw a dart. This, I'm gonna go back to my old dart. I'm not gonna pick it. Mean, it's not gonna be really a winner's pick, but it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like fourth down and 31 against Tennessee down the swamp, and Georgia throws a touchdown pass to beat us, or Florida throws a touchdown pass to beat us to play. Straight Which out has, of has has happened before. Yeah, straight. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Straight dart play here, and I don't. There's not really any information to back it up other than the dude's a bulldog. Um, form's okay, but he's gonna play well here. Eight thousand dollars. On DraftKings, Zach Johnson. Not Zach a bad Johnson's call. Zach a grinder. Yeah, not a bad call. Um, I, th- I think he lives here as well. I think, I think Zach's a Sea Island guy. Yeah. At least has a home here. I, I don't know if he resides here year-round. I know he's from Iowa, but uh, got a Sea Island home, I believe. So, yeah, man, just to – I mean, just the kind of guy that, that this golf course screams, you know, just a solid veteran, fairways and greens. Um, like I mentioned, I, th- I think we're going to have to have a guy that can get hot with the putter this week um, just because I believe you're going to need birdies. But um, you're also going to have to give yourself looks. Um, so, so that leans itself to ball striking, kind of sure. strokes gained approach, tee to green. Um, a, lot of these, a lot of these holes are less than driver holes. So – it's one of those weeks where I, I'm giving almost no weight, no bump to the Bombers. Um, like you mentioned, these these shorter guys have this one circled on the calendar. So, yeah, man, Zach's a, Zach's a good call. Yeah, you know, I mean, he does – he's actually hit the ball pretty well recently. Uh, and we know he's a grinder. I mean, tons of guys to like, though, this week. Webb Simpson's got to be the – no, I mean – I mean, I got to give him like a 50-50 chance to win this event, to be honest with you. I mean, even though it's a good field, uh, his game's just that much better than everybody's, I think. But, I mean, tons of guys to like. Um, pick a, remember, pick a local guy. We're at local yeah, I'll, I'll touch on the – I'll touch on Doc there. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tack on Doc there at eight along with Zach as, as – and he, he feels underpriced in this field to me. Um, 
and it almost feels like a wind's coming for him. Uh, we, we know how hot he can get. Um, obviously, I have to have the putter going, but uh, he feels like a like a great yeah. high upside play there at 8K. Can he get the putter going for four rounds? We haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's going to be the thing. All right, RSM Classic coming up. Uh, remember, hit up rotoballer.com, uh, close out the year, a few more weeks left. I'm Andrew Putters. That is Joe Nicely, and you have listened to the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. That was my first big mistake. I've already hit three in the lake. It's gonna dry.